Before we continue, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Newcastle Business District. The Newcastle Business District continues to promote, develop, and enhance our downtown business area through community projects, promotions, and economic development. It was first created in 1983 under the name Newcastle Business Association and was renamed Downtown Miramichi Business Network. This was following Newcastle's incorporation into the new city of Miramichi in 1999. In 2006, it was renamed again to Newcastle Business District. Despite the many changes in its name over the years, the organization's goal has always remained the same, which is to further enhance the active growth of the downtown business community, Newcastle Business District. Shop Downtown Newcastle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and today we have our last episode in the two, in, in the double digits. Uh, we are at episode 99. Uh, crazy. Crazy that we're at uh, 99 episodes. Uh, episode 100 will be next week. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Stay tuned on social media. Um, I'll announce who's coming on and stuff like that uh, then. But um, first off, I just want to say first, you know, uh, before we get into this, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. Thank you to all the guests who have come on. Uh, And just really, I didn't expect we would get to this point, really. Um, I'll be more sappy and sentimental next week uh, because this isn't episode 100 yet. But just wanted to say real quick, thank you to everyone for all the support so far. It means a lot. So anyways, um, yeah, so... Our uh, guest today, no better person to um, do our 99th episode with than our guest today, who is one hell of an actor, one hell of a character on Trailer Park Boys, and that is Cyrus uh, himself, Bernard Robichaud. Bernard Robichaud uh, is a writer, actor, producer. He's working on a new sci-fi animated series uh, coming out sometime, uh, not, not entirely sure when, uh, to, uh, to be, TBA to be determined. Um, called Hazley, and um, and of, also of course you guys know him as Cyrus. Uh, fuck off, I got work to do. That guy. Um, and uh, so yeah, I have the immense honor. I've had the immense honor of uh, interviewing with him, chatting with him about his experience on Trailer Park Boys. Um, talk about some auditions and and uh, what it's like working in the industry. And um, yeah, and then we also we talk about his uh, battle with prostate cancer as well. Which, for those of you guys who know me, it's hit our family very recently with, uh, you know, of course, my dad being diagnosed. Uh, luckily, he, he's doing great now. Um, and so um, it, I was able to rela- relate with Bernard on that level and um, just had an, an amazing time talking with him. It was awesome to just have the honor to to uh, chat with him after seeing him on TV for so damn long. Um uh, later in the show, I want to uh, give my thoughts on uh, Tom Holland has given an update on Spider-Man 4, uh, MCU Spider-Man 4, not Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 4. Um, he's given an update, which I'll go through, and I want to give my thoughts on the uh, TED prequel series. Uh, the first trailer just came out. I want to give my thoughts on that. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I'll give my thoughts later in the show, but anyways, guys, until then, just sit back, relax, and enjoy our final episode in the double digits uh, before we go on to the triple digits next week. So enjoy the show, guys, and uh, yeah, let's just get the show started.
Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Corkin Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corkin, and today I am joined by a man uh, who you guys know as uh, Cyrus from uh, Trailer Park Boys, a guy you love to hate or hate to hate. You know, it's kind of a uh, complex uh, uh, love-hate uh, relationship the fans have because, you know, he is an amazing actor uh, and he's also a writer, producer, you name it, he does it. Bernard Robichaud. Bernard, how's it going? I'm great, Frank. Thanks very much for having me. Yes, I appreciate you uh, coming out today, even if it's virtually. Uh, so, Bern, uh, 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 Bernard, Bernie, uh, which do you prefer? Because I see on here it says the Ber- uh, Bernie's iPhone is your name, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can you can call me anything you want to, buddy. Okay, I'm perfect. Good. I I won't yeah. say Cyrus because I mean you like you know as I said, Cyrus isn't isn't the most uh, likable dude. But well, I mean. No. You- you you you've played Cyrus for many years, uh. So I mean, like you know, obviously he's got a little bit of uh, uh. He's he's complex, uh. And uh, some people love him, some people hate him, some people love to hate him. Uh, being that you have lived that character for all these years, uh, how uh do you see Cyrus? Um, I think he's just uh a misunderstood i think there's a soft sides to him i think you i think most people that they watch the character see that with especially with uh um Tyrion dennis grandmother um there were moments there for sure so i think you know he's um you know i don't know that he's any different than most of a lot of a lot of people that we know you know protecting himself he's you know, I think we all do things in order to um, uh, survive, and uh, I, I just see him as a survivor. Um, and, and there were qualities in him, I think, that were not much different than myself. I, th- I think, as an actor, you tend to use whatever you have from within yourself and your own experiences in order to create. So, um, you know, I um, drew him up from. Um, people that i um knew from school uh and uh grew up around so it wasn't much further from the neighborhood i grew up in so he was uh a character was easy to identify with or at least uh uh to um to bring to to life Oh, awesome. So not so not a whole lot of research. It was almost like, you know, you you have grown up around the stuff your whole life. It was almost just like doing an impersonation of some of those people in a way. I mean, obviously, it's a lot more uh, complicated yeah. than that. But, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really an impersonation. Yeah, it wasn't much of an impersonation. I, I mean, I had to create him. But I mean, he's nothing like me. But um, I identified with that character very quickly just from. Uh, you know, people that I knew from growing up in, in my neighborhood, even though I was probably inside the chain link fence playing basketball or ball hockey. Um, and on the outside of the fence were guys that I knew that were, you know, stealing car stereos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic dude. They're stealing the car stereos. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Uh, do you have any uh, favorite moments uh, throughout the series, whether it's a it's a moment that uh, Cyrus was in or if it was just like you watching as a fan 
uh, throughout. I mean, like, it's crazy how many years it's been going on, like 20 some years and you've been, you know, scattered throughout. I mean, like, uh, um, there were some seasons you weren't in, there were some seasons where you were like the main villain. Uh, so were there, uh, uh, kind of, uh, any moments that, uh, to you that were like your favorite throughout all the years? Mm, I never really watched the show. I think my favorite parts of, I mean, I don't know. I think there were lots of great favorite moments when I was, you know, part of it. Uh, I don't know that I could isolate anyone. I mean, certainly season one, you know, very first episode ever is, you know, uh, I think something that sticks in everybody's mind because of the, you know, the lines and the, and the, the, uh, repetition of of uh, the song in in the car when he was playing i mean and, and you know uh, season five stands out i think with uh, terry dennis and and you know uh grandma uh i think that that season itself was um was pretty uh memorable um you know, lots of great things happened during that time yeah, I think that's probably my favorite season, too. I mean, like it was like the whole story with the hash driveway and stuff like that. And it was funny because uh, I, I told my brother that uh, you were coming on and we were kind of just talking about some some uh, funny Cyrus moments. And there was one in particular. It was when um, it was when uh, you first show up to Terry and Dennis's house after the boys uh, get out of jail. And you're just like, who's looking after the hash? Get the fuck in there. Look after the hash. And then it's the whole fuck off. No, you fuck off first and then we'll fuck off. What's it like yeah, yeah. playing those intense moments where the boys are like pointing guns uh, at each other? Like what's uh, uh, what's it like filming those scenes? Uh, long, um, <laughs> you know, those days they weren't using they were using squibs and and blanks so it wasn't cgi'd in or anything like that so um those uh the choreography in order to um make something like that happen and for everybody's safety um can take a long time so that's probably a, a good eight hour day just doing um a two minute gun battle unreal um, eh like it's just crazy i mean like you see some moments on tv that um you know the scene could be like a minute and then you hear like behind the scenes oh no this took like you know like an hour two hours like you know what i mean like reshoots and filming different angles and stuff like that and uh i mean especially um uh a show like trailer park boys where it's all one shot, like a mockumentary uh, uh, style show um, and doing those big gun battle scenes. Like that's pretty, I mean like, you know, that definitely would take a long, long time to, you know, really nail those, make them look as realistic as uh, humanly possible too. So like that way, Oh, like, you know, it's, it's, Oh, it's CGI or it's this and that. And luckily you guys didn't do CGI. That would raise uh, the, the, the budget up a lot more. Uh <laughs> which is crazy what's the uh fan uh encounters like as well too i mean like do you get some people where um i had an uh an actor from uh, the walking dead on he was back it, it was back in um august and uh he was one of the most despicable characters in the show and he said some people he'd have some other actions like oh i hate you or i have this and that where people you know 
it's weird that people have to be reminded that this is a TV show. It's not a documentary. Uh, do you have people like that with Cyrus? We're like, oh, you're a dick. You're a dick. You're an asshole. Like, you know, do you have people like that? Or is it more so just, hey, I love to hate you. I love the show. Or how is it? Uh, I think it's, I mean, uh, I think everybody, it's not the first time I've heard any of those things. <laughs> um, and uh, I think people are always love to hate the character but i think that's what you know made the character so popular at the same time um and, and you know people are pretty gracious i mean yeah i get i don't i get those things all the time and call me a dick and stuff and then, then there's you know the lol or something like that afterwards and you know telling me how the, much they appreciated everything so it's you know uh it, i think it just kind of goes hand in hand frank you know you you need to be part of the, you know, you need to be part of it in order to, uh, uh, I mean, if you're going to get too upset about it, you're probably in the wrong business. Yeah, exactly. Got to have a real tough skin to uh, be in that line of work, whether it's acting or it's writing. Anything in the entertainment industry where, you know, millions of people are going to watch what you do. You're going to have the people who, you know, cheer. You're going to have the people who like, oh, my God, who the fuck is this guy kind of thing you know what i mean so no matter yeah. what it's like you're it's like that's just part of it and there's nothing you can do about it and if it's getting too much for you then yeah you know sorry you might be in the wrong business um yeah. is there any other like advice that you would give i mean being that you were on such a big show which is you know i don't think it's an exaggeration to say probably one of if not the biggest show in canada um uh, uh you know being on something on a show of that scale, do you have uh, any advice that you would give to people who are maybe skeptical to go for it? Uh, people that are going for it, uh, what advice would you give them? Uh, just don't give up. You know, it's not as easy. I don't think um, it's not the easiest, um, you know, industry to be part of. Um, it can be very frustrating and very, and uh, um, you can, you know, lose hope um quite quickly if you're not uh you know if you just don't stay on top of it um I, I think anybody that wants to get into the industry just really needs to set themselves up for and understand that you know it's a long it's not it's a long road um just breaking in and and uh i think we were all lucky with trailer park boys um you know, uh, for it to take off the way it did. And so that put a lot of us on the map. And so I'm very grateful for that. Um, but, you know, I mean, even today, I mean, as much as uh, still popular from the show and it's still run on Netflix, you know, um, you know, I still, I still, uh, I, I'm still auditioning and still doing stuff. It's not like uh, anything is just landed in my lap. Uh, yes, I do get scripts handed to me to read and and then you hope that you know the projects get uh funded and or you know uh, or, or if they even do get made that they you know um somebody is willing to um put the rest of the money in there so they're they're um they get to be seen so just because the, you got money to get them to get it produced doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to somebody's going to pick it up um a broadcaster and or you know um 
somebody, if it's a film, you know, that somebody's going to um, put it out there on the marketplace to be uh, seen, you know, in Canada or the U.S. in, in theater. So uh, it's just, um, um, so, you know, there's a lot of dynamics going on there. And so you should never, plus, I mean, you can, you could spend, you know, uh, a week on a on a series, or you know, a couple of days on a show, or, or or a movie, and you know, they edit you out for whatever reason. So, I mean, that happened to me in uh, season two in the classroom. There was, I mean, um, at least one, maybe two episodes I was in in season two that never got seen because they just ended up chopping the entire thing for whatever reason. <laughs> so. Um, I would just, uh, if you're going to get into the industry, be patient and don't take no's for answers and uh, be diligent and, and uh, you know, um, stay the course. Yes, 100%. Because, I mean, like, you know, I talk about it on here all the time, but it's so true where, uh, you know, one one rejection can send someone just, that's it, I'm done. You know what I mean? Uh, and then like, you know, uh, someone who d is doing that, you know, they could have gotten a big part on like a, a show as on as, as on big of a scale as Trailer Park Boys. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, keep on going. It's it's if you really love it, like you won't give up. You know what I mean? And I mean, like even uh, what I do here in doing like uh, community theater and stuff like that, I love for it to turn into something big someday but it's like you can't go in with that mindset where you're like this is gonna blow up one day it's like it it might it might not but you can't go in thinking it's you know, uh like, like you know you can have all, all these big dreams and stuff like that but i mean if you don't really work for it then it might not ever happen and if it doesn't then you know at least i tried and i'm at least happy doing uh what i'm doing um I well, you can't live your life on ifs, Frank. You know, you've got to pursue your dreams no matter what they are and, and at least see them through for as far as you can possibly take them, in my opinion. I mean, I, I would never, I, I've never been able to just do anything half-assed. And uh, I've always, once I set my mind to it, you know, stuck with it. I mean, it's, it's just who I am. So... Um, was it the easy route to go? Uh, no, <laughs> it wasn't, but <laughs> that's just kind of who I am. I've always just kind of run with uh, what my gut was. And uh, I guess, you know, there would have been an awful lot of other um, ways for me to make a, a living, but... Uh, um, I always thought that acting, uh, if I was good at it uh, or anything, you know, being self-employed to some degree, um, they could never take that away from me. So it wasn't like they could fire me. They might not be able to, they might not hire me all the time, but they certainly couldn't fire me or take my, take the talent away from me. No, exactly. And I mean, hell, if you didn't try, I mean, like, you know, someone else could have been playing Cyrus, you know what I mean? And it's like, who could have done it? You know, like it's so hard to uh, picture. And I'm not just saying that because you're right here. I mean, like, I really don't know who else could have taken that role and turn it into what it was. And uh, as I said, I'm not just kissing up to you because you're here. I, I I genuinely mean that. I'm a big fan. So um, but uh, I did want to ask you, too. I mean, uh, speaking of being a big fan of the show and everything, I saw an interview. Um, This was about 10 years ago. It was before. Uh, the release of uh, Trailer Park Boys 3, you were kind of talking about 
that was the last time uh, that we saw, of course, uh, Phil Collins play by uh, the late Richard Collins. Um, and that was, you know, like one of the last, um, you know, hit like, like his last performance uh, was that movie. And, uh, you know, it, it was just heartbreaking, you know, just hearing about you talking about that. Um, uh, what was it like? I mean, like, you know, you look back on on uh, all that stuff now, you know, um, and of course, we've lost lots of great people with the Trailer Park Boys. I mean, we, we lost, of course, the great John Dunsworth and stuff like that. Uh, when you lose people like that, you, uh, you know, that you work so closely with and everything, um, you know, how does it kind of change your view on what you're doing? Is it one of those things where you don't really realize how, you know, like, like God, we're doing something special here. And like, we're like, it kind of just puts it all into perspective. I mean, how would you uh, uh, describe that whole thing? Well, uh, you know, it was, it was tough losing both of those guys. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I Richard and I know, and John, my, I've known them since I was, you know, started acting. I mean, I'm 22 years old or something. So, you know, uh, losing them at that point was, of course, I mean, uh, John was my theater arts um, coach in university. So uh, um, that whole losing him and, and uh, Richard and I have done a lot of other projects in the past too, might not have been in, on the same set, but uh, certainly had worked on similar uh, other projects, movies, stuff like that. So um, over, over the course of, you know, my 42 years of being in the business. So it's, um, certainly not, uh, you know, they, they live on in, uh, you know, in, in, on TV, they, they, you know, they're still, they're still around to me. Uh, you know, uh, and I think fans, I mean, keep them alive. I mean, <laughs> there's always memes and stuff like that, uh, of John and, uh, richard out there so it, it always brings um them to the forefront i mean if you turn them on they're still alive to me they're living in you know uh, and they're always being my heart so uh you know they they meant a lot to me over the years uh just their friendship and uh camaraderie and and uh, john was very giving on set as well so um yeah, one, yeah. Um, one of the best, and you know, bam, peanut butter and jam. That's <laughs> that's always yeah. the best. That's like in yeah. memes. That's in like you. I I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on it, but if you type in bam on YouTube, I think that's the first thing that comes up. I could be wrong, but at one yeah, point it was. That's possible. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, that's there's a lot of there's a lot of lines I think from trailer park boys that if you put them into uh, Google search that, you know, it's, it's crazy or they're on urban dictionary or something. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that uh, some of the stuff is, uh, will be classic and live on forever. I think people are just using those lines. Like, I mean, I, I get it all the time. Just, from cameos that I do for people and, you know, probably got 11, 1200 cameos that I've done. And, uh, everybody wants safety always off or fuck off. I got work to do. So, you know, and John has got the shit storms of words going on. So, I mean, there's just some things that'll just live on 
uh, forever, I think. And uh, like I said, one of the greatest uh, parts of the whole series is um, are things like that, where you just wouldn't have thought that that would have gone almost viral in a sense, you know, to have people stuck on lines or using them living uh well it's gonna keep me uh around for a long time uh, even when i'm gone i i think uh people will still be using fuck off i got work to do and and things like that so um <laughs> kind of humbling really you know to think that that that's uh living me in memory you know it's uh i don't know yeah, maybe I put maybe I should put it on my headstone. I don't know. It's yes, you no, know, there you go. I'm going or like I don't know, something like uh 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 he's not gone, he just fucked off because he has work to do or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I actually said uh said to my brother before we started going, I said uh uh we're talking about uh, I said, Okay, now fuck off. I got work to do and he goes, Oh, oh, that's tonight, he says. You're talking to him. Yeah, I said, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he knew immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, you know, of course, as I mentioned, I mean, like, you know, losing, you know, people like that, Richard and John and um, and uh, we lost uh, who we lost. Um, she played a Marguerite. I can't remember her name. I think. her. Yeah, name that's her. right. Yeah. yeah. So we lost her as well. And I mean, of course, um, I mean, not just in Trailer Park Boys, but I mean, we lose actors like we just lost the great Matthew Perry. Um, we lost yeah. people like Bob Saget and people like that where it's where it's like it, it kind of doesn't you don't really think about it until you know once they're gone and you and you just think like wow they had a huge impact on me you know like you, you know like i know people that were just you know friends like huge fans of friends and stuff for years and and yeah. full house and uh and and, and uh, trailer park boys and seeing john and and uh, all the stuff that uh, they done it kind of just puts it all into perspective um and i mean also you, you know talking about you know putting everything into perspective uh something that you know we kind of take for granted i mean like um uh uh you know just how quickly life can change um this past year a lot of people who know um me personally my dad actually uh uh had had a brief stint with uh, prostate cancer this past year and uh had a surgery everything's all good now uh doctor says he's great he's healthy and uh the reason i bring that up is because you are actually a prostate cancer uh, survivor as of 2017 is that correct uh feel free to elaborate on that that's a big uh that's yeah that's, that's huge that, yeah. yeah 2017 was yes was uh was when i was diagnosed had my prostatectomy in october of that year so yeah um that was um it was a uh, i was kind of it was a stunner, that's for sure. Um, I think when you grow up as an athlete, you kind of think sometimes that you're indestructible, certainly when you're younger. I think that's a mindset that you have, especially, you know, I've always been, you know, tried to eat healthy and stay in shape, especially because of my the business. And, and you know, I... I um, I always played bad guys. So, I mean, for me, uh, being physically fit and being able to do my own stunts and all those things, I always have always been part and parcel as part of my craft. So, um, yeah, to find out by fluke, basically, that I 
um, had prostate cancer was um, shocking to say the least. I mean, I think anybody when they hear that big C word, you know, you're suddenly thinking of your mortality uh, comes into question. And, uh, you know, we weren't really sure what it was going to be like because my Gleason score was very high. It was like eight out of 12. So we weren't sure whether or not it was outside the prostate at that point. Um, fortunately for me, it was not. But um, I had a friend of mine who brought a pathologist into the operating room with me. So they knew exactly what was going to be happening prior to sewing me back up. Um, so uh, I, I was I was lucky. And sounds like your dad was too. So uh, I'm glad to hear that. You know, one in 27 guys are going to get prostate cancer, whether they like it or not. That's just a stat. And, or one in seven. And one in 29 guys are one. Uh, one in seven going to get it. One in, which is a pretty high stat. And uh, I think one in 29 guys die from it every year. Um, so, and, and don't need to. I mean, it's a very high um, rate of um, cure. So no reason for it aside from just being stupid and not going and getting yourself checked out. So um, I, I would highly recommend that guys go and get PSA tests. It's not as simple as, you know, going to see your doctor and then, you know, uh, inserting a finger inside your anus and, and uh, hoping that they can they only can feel one side of the prostate. So it's, it's not really an exam that's uh, going to help, or, you know, uh, going to tell you too much. You need to, you know, just get, get your doctor to give you a PSA test and your blood test, and that'll come back and let you know what's going on there. Pretty simple thing to do. So um, highly recommend anybody that's over the age of 45 now to go get that done. Yes. I mean, well, it was also one of those things, too. And uh, I mean, I'm sure that you were probably also the same way where, uh, you know, like dad even says, he's like, I would have never have known. He's like, if I didn't go to the doctor, he's just like, I never he said I would have just gone about my life, not even just yep. thinking about it. You know what I mean? And it, it was just so lucky that he happened to get in at the right time. And they said, you know, thank God you did, because it could have been worse. You know, like, do you ever think about that? Like, what if I went too late? Like, what if I waited a month? What if I waited two weeks? What would have happened? Do you ever have those uh, feelings all the time? Or I don't know about the feelings, but I've certainly uh, thought about that. Uh, I think I was grateful that, you know, I was with the woman I was with at the time. Um, and she was a nurse. And, you know, that's how, you know, her her um, judgment call on me taking testosterone uh, you know uh, rather than taking a, a patch or a, a, a pill was to take an injectable or um, having the pellets and uh, you know in order to increase my own testosterone or DHEA at the time which was uh, here, um, that which was what they wanted to prescribe to me, which is uh, controlled substance back in home in Canada, but not controlled here in the United States. You can buy it over the counter here, but um, back there, that's how I found out because I was going to take DHA, which would increase my own production of testosterone. Uh, 
um, because of my age. So, um, yeah, that's how I found out. I, I didn't have any symptoms. So, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that had I not been with her, I would have just gone about my own business and probably might not be alive today. Yeah, no this question. podcast wouldn't be happening right now. You know what I mean? Like I'd be, you know, I'd be talking with someone else here today, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, none of them would have been Cyrus, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have Cyrus, been Terry yeah, or Dennis. At that point, yeah, it's at that, and at that point, Cyrus was still around. So, you know, yeah, I would have had, done a, a great body of work. Wouldn't have done any of the... I wouldn't have never have done any of the um, um, the animated stuff. So oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. I completely forgot that you were in that. Oh, my God. Yes. But, now that you mentioned that. Wow. Uh, what was they, it could like? have, they could have certainly used my image um, and gotten gotten. Um, they certainly could have gotten my image and probably gotten my family to OK the use of that for the series. Um I would have hoped they would have done that. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I wouldn't have been doing it myself. They would have had to use, they would have had to use, the, you know, already stuff that was on taking the words off of uh, whatever they had on sound already prior to anything that I had done with well, the they, series. Uh, I did that with John actually, because oh uh, they wrote John out of the animated series and they used uh, archived, uh, uh, footage of them or like uh, a yeah. voice uh, audio. So they yeah. could have done that with you. Yeah, for sure. They could have. Yeah. So uh, what was it like? Yeah. Cause wow. Like thank, <laughs> thank you for, for bringing up the animated series. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I completely forgot about the animated series. Uh, what was that like? Cause I mean, like uh, did you do much voice acting leading up to it? Uh, or was it one of those things like you showed up and you're like, oh, fuck, how do I do this? Like, I'm so used to doing it in person. Like, what what, what do I do? This is weird. Uh, how different was it? Uh, I, I, I had done a couple of radio plays in the past, a few radio plays in the past. So, no, it wasn't wasn't new to me. It's it's not that difficult. I mean, you know, really, you're just uh, in a studio and delivering lines. So, you know, you might read a line five, ten different ways till they hear what they want to hear. Uh, so, generally, I would get on... I, I, you know, I was in a sound studio. Those the boys would call me. I'd go to the sound studio in San Jose, California, and the boys would call me there, and I could hear them in the in my headset. And uh, they, you know, uh, whoever it was, whether it's uh, JP or or uh, Rob uh, or Mike, would read the line that they were going to deliver, and you know, I would deliver my line next, and you know, then their producer or the producer or one of the boys would say, okay, let's try it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. And, you know, until they got what they wanted. And by that time, I mean, you've done five different lines. They could cut it up any way they want to anyway. So, you know, it's, um, I'm sure they got what they wanted. Yes. And it turned Pretty out easy. great though. You really? Know, it goes very quickly. I mean, you do, do a season in an hour and a half, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy though. Yeah. Like just how quickly it's just, and how, people do it so uh remotely too like it, it's just call okay say these lines here and say this right here like it's crazy how uh technology works now whereas before it's like you need to be in studio and with the actors and doing it now it's like no no like if <laughs> if i was doing some sort of uh, animated show i could just do it from right here you know what i mean like we could just do this call right here let's let's make an Definitely. animated show you and i should do that right now <laughs> well you, you could i mean i've done some of the stuff 
uh, quite frankly, over my iPhone for another animated series that I've been doing down here in California. So, um, so yeah, it's it's doable. You don't necessarily need to be in a studio anymore. They can pretty much now with the equipment and everything that's out there take any line that you're doing and and uh, fix it in studio to make it you know to make it right. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, there's a lot going on now that's available to uh to artists and to producers and you know uh, directors even so for to do anything they want to get done without being i mean that's even evident in your in what's happening with auditions now i mean most of my stuff is all mpeg so i literally just go to a production house and get somebody to put it on camera and they read the line to me and then they send it off so it's not really so much having to be in front of a casting director anymore. Uh, that whole COVID thing changed a lot of that for a lot of us. In some ways, it's it's better. You you only will see the casting or directors or producers uh, on callbacks. And the rest of it is just, you know, you've got some time. It's not like you're stuck in a room with, 25 30 other people waiting for the for your audition time and then you end up with you know maybe 10 minutes at best uh for your audition now you can take however long it needs for it to be uh, kind of perfect and get it right um or as right as you think it should be or, or it's gonna be um, yes, absolutely. There's nobody there to give you any direction, so you've got to really go with your gut as to how you see the character and hope that they not much different than I would have done if I was in front of somebody, but now I'm just really... Because sometimes they'll say, can you try it a different way? Now, you don't get that, but you can send them a couple of different... A couple of versions sometimes if it's a, you know, a three-minute kind of piece that you have to do, which, you know, three minutes can be six seven pages so it's really there's <laughs> a lot there's a lot that can be uh said in three minutes that's for sure is it more nerve-wracking doing it in person or on zoom i mean because some people might think that doing it in person is more it is more nerve-wracking but for some people it might be the opposite how is it for you uh, i you know i think i lost my fear of going into auditions when i was uh young and uh never really worried about it uh, yeah my first couple were kind of nerve-wracking um but you know i just soon realized that everybody was sitting around in front of me were all hoping that somebody would get the role the casting director's there because the producer hired them to you know find the uh, finds you know, the right, uh, the right people. And so we're all kind of doing the same thing. It's, you know, for me, it was an opportunity, regardless of whether or not I was in front of somebody or not, it's an opportunity for me to act and show my craft. And I think you have to embrace that. I think if you show too much nervousness, it's, you know, um, sometimes the nervousness can be good for you because, you know, it gives you a little bit of adrenaline and it helps you push through, um, the scene and help you create a little bit of nervous energy. Never, not really a bad thing, but you know, I do know of people that, you know, get in front of them. They just kind of freeze up. So it's, 
I think it's uh, we find our way to depending on who we are as actors, we find a way to make it to make it work if we have to audition. I mean, there's lots of people that are in that position that aren't really auditioning anymore, but um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm the working, you know, I'm 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 out there. Well, you're you're uh, where right now? You're in uh, California, you said right now? I'm in Car- Carmel, California, Pebble Beach. Yes, sir. So you're a long way from Sunnyvale, that's for sure. So <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that, Frank. Yep. It's a long way from Sunnyvale. Long way. But uh, I mean, uh, before I let you go, uh, I mean, like, you know, being that you're a long way from Sunnyvale, I kind of wanted to just ask, because uh, I mean, like, you know, a lot of the fans uh, might be wondering, too. Uh, is there any plans for more Cyrus and Trailer Park Boys? I mean, I'm I know they're doing all kinds of other you know projects and jail shows and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Is there any plans that you know of for any more potential Cyrus in Trailer Park Boys? More Cyrus? Uh, I, I have not heard of anything at this point, Frank. I mean, it's not to say that they may not bring the character back to do something. I mean, you know, clearly he's still. Um, he he's still part of the show, um, so I guess if they brought the show back or something or did more animated stuff, there's a possibility. But for any of the new stuff, uh, um, I haven't been approached by them to do anything at this point. I'm not like I said, not saying that they 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 may not or you know in the future. But yeah, I mean at this point, there's nothing on the horizon for that. I've got a. Uh, uh, new series animated series called um uh hazley um and that's i've already done a few episodes of that to kind of get it rolling we'll see they put the three episodes into one i i don't know where that well we we were just getting off strike now so we'll see what's going that that's the hazley and the new and marissa romanoff those are all based on books uh new york times bestsellers list and that's uh it's a trilogy kind of thing so it's interesting that it goes through different uh morphs from uh like part animated to which is uh to um sci-fi kind of um, so it's kind of like different realms um it's a it, it's an interesting concept. The Marissa Romanoff will be nine episodes with that. If it goes, there's um, the new was uh, six episodes. That's a puck apocalyptic, and um, yeah, and then Hazley. So you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, I've still got stuff going on. It's just waiting to see whether or not it actually pans out. Like everything else that we do as actors now no so. exactly it's just waiting for the next gig uh basically yeah. yeah but uh you know bernard uh i gotta say it 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 it's it was such an honor to get to meet you uh even if it was virtually i mean like you know maybe someday we'll do some sort of in-person one uh somewhere down the line <laughs> when you're not busy uh, but uh, just having the opportunity to talk with you having watched uh, trailer park boys for many years uh it was uh, absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come on and uh, just chat about everything uh, that you do and, and uh, keep it up. We all love you. The fans love you and uh, just definitely be sure to uh, not forget about us at all. <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, I would never forget about home, buddy. Uh, thank you. I thank you for having me, Frank. I mean, it was very kind uh, to think of me uh, to bring me on and very kind words. And uh, I appreciated the conversation and uh, happy holidays to you and your folks. And um, I give my best to your dad. I'm happy that he's uh, he's doing well. Will do. Yet he actually just went back to work a couple weeks ago. So he's doing the very best. He's back to himself for the most part. Stubborn, you know, you know, like that's yeah. <laughs> when you're so used to going and going and going and then all of a sudden you have to stop and like I yeah. can't lift. I can't do nothing. He's like, what yeah. do I do yeah. with myself? You know what I mean? You yeah, must have done yeah. that, too. eh? Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm sure of it. You know, it took a while, but uh, yeah, uh, everything's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, healthy. Very healthy. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, great to still have you here. And uh, we, we will definitely stay tuned for all your uh, upcoming projects. Uh, guys, uh, we are going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back. But until then, this is Frankie and Bernie signing off. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Frank. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran. That was me and Bernard Robichaud. Uh, thank you, Bernard, for coming on. A big fan of him for many years, as are many of you guys listening as well of the Trailer Park Boys. Um, and uh, definitely be sure to uh, follow him on all, all social medias and uh, be sure to keep up to date with everything he's doing. So, um, And I hope you guys liked the little Cyrus song. That's the song for those of you guys who don't know. Uh, the song he always plays in his car when he when he drives away on Trailer Park Boys. Fuck off! I got work to do. And then you hear that song play. Um, <laughs> I thought there was no better way. I'm starting to do that now a lot with the podcast. Um, instead of just having the same old um, um, and instead of doing that, maybe just throw in some extra songs there. Make it more like radio, you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if this show could ever make it on the radio. Uh, I don't know if it deserves it. <laughs> Anyways, so anyway, I'm getting off topic. So the first topic that I wanted to talk about for our solo segment is uh, we have a little bit of news about um, the next Spider-Man movie, whatever it's going to be. Um, so it's actually cra- um It popped up on my memories. Um, it was last month. Um, the last trailer, the second trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home came out where, you know, we all freaked out. We all thought Toby and Andrew were going to be in it. I honest to God, I would do anything to recreate or relive that hype that we had for No Way Home. Um, I think that's been like the, what, like the most excited I, I've been for movie and well, kind of to say I was, I was super excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sad. But anyways, the, the hype for No Way Home was unreal. Like, comparing it to others, I mean, like, you know, it's it's a little hard to compare. It was it definitely through the roof for all of us, um, especially because No Way Home came out at a time where, you know, COVID, we were still, um, you know, r- restrictions were still very, um, you know, wah-wah. Um, and so... Uh, and it was just great to look forward to it. And obviously, I mean, you know, of course, we got Andrew and Toby back. We got Willem Dafoe. We got Alfred Molina. We got Jamie Foxx. We had all everybody come back for that movie. Um, and so it was uh, certainly well worth it. And it's just crazy that that was two years ago now, or almost two years um, since we saw No Way Home. Uh, so now we finally have an update on uh, Spider-Man 4, uh, which... 
Tom Holland uh, says, this is an article from Variety, says, Tom Holland actively engaging in Spider-Man 4, talks about what it could look like, but I won't won't make another one for the sake of making another one. So I'll read the article here. Um, Tom Holland said at a recent press conference with the Critics' Choice Association via Collider that he will only move forward with a fourth Spider-Man movie if the team involved can do the character justice. Holland has played Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in three standalone films, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home, while also appearing in Marvel blockbusters like Avengers Endgame and also Avengers Infinity War and uh, Captain America Civil War. They don't mention that in here, but I'm just going to throw that in. Uh, (laughs) All I can say is that we have been actively engaged in any conversations about what it could potentially look like for a fourth rendition of my character, Holland told Press. Whether or not we can find a way to do justice to the character is another thing. Uh, I feel very protective of over Spider-Man, the actor continued. I feel very, very lucky that we were able to work on a franchise that got better with each movie, that got more successful with, with each movie, which I think is really rare, and I want to protect his legacy. So I won't make another one for the sake of making another one. It will have to be worthwhile of the character. Uh, two of Holland's Spider-Man uh, standalone films each earned over a billion dollars at the box office, while No Way Home nearly broke the two billion water uh, watermark, the two billion mark with its uh, 1.92 billion dollar gross, and to become the highest or the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Um, and it just kind of talks a little bit about that. Oh, and then Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige confirmed to Entertainment Weekly in February that a Holland's fourth Spider-Man movie is was being written at the time. All I will say is that we have the story, he then said. We have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. That was back in February. Uh, of course, and then it talks about development on Spider-Man 4 script was paused amid the WGA strike with Holland telling Variety in June. We've put the messages on pause because, or, or we've put the meet. Jesus, I can't even talk. We've put the meetings on pause in solidarity with the writers. There's been multiple conversations had, but at this point, it's very, very early stages. Um... And then uh, Amy Pascal says, are we going to make another movie? Of course we are, the franchise producer told Variety over the summer uh, at the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse premiere. We are in the process, but the writer's strike, nobody is working during the strike. We're all being supporters, and whenever we get themselves together, we'll get started. Um, Then talks a little bit about a huge reason No Way Home in history is because... Uh, it, it united Tom Holland with fellow Spider-Man actors, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that 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 was a huge thing. Now, I know someone asked the question. They said, um, "You take Toby and Andrew out of No Way Home, is it still a good movie?" And I say, "Yes, it's still a good movie." Um, they just elevated it. So, um, so yeah, that's the update from Tom Holland. Uh, what they're doing with uh, Spider-Man Four. So, um, look from a story perspective, if they didn't make a Spider-Man Four. That's understandable why they wouldn't. Because No Way Home, I think it was a great finale. I know, you know, people might say that, oh, we have to see another one because we need to know what's going to happen with Peter after, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, Aunt May's death. And now that nobody knows who he is and everything. Um, which I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's a fair point. But, I mean, it kind of wraps up a lot of his story. And um, uh, although now we can see him become the Spider-Man that we all, we all love instead of just being Iron Boy as people uh, like to refer him as, always in Tony Stark's shadow. Um, so from a story perspective, there's reasons to believe, yet yeah, maybe they should just stop. From a business perspective, you would have to be crazy not to want to do another Spider-Man movie. As it said right here, uh, the last one, No Way Home, made 
billion dollars like just almost hit the two billion dollar mark um had it stay in theaters for another week i'm pretty sure it would have so really yeah like from a business perspective then yeah obviously you're gonna you know like get to work right now guys um but tom holland does raise some interesting points there where he's like it'll have to be worthwhile uh, you know, No Way Home was like, you know, like the the end of an era, the end of a franchise. It felt like, you know, that's it. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, as we as um, as I mentioned, I mean, like, you know, we still have, uh, you know, now that he's out of Iron Man's shadow, we can finally get to see the Spider-Man that we all wanted to see for, you know, so long where he's his own person. His you know, he doesn't have the stark you know tech uh suit he's got his own handmade suit you know so he can be the spider-man that we all know like toby and andrew and uh will we see them again too um look you want to you want this film to cross the two billion dollar mark you absolutely put them back in um whether they will or not that's another debate for another time right now we're just gonna wait and see if the movie ha well i mean i say it if the movie happens, it is going to happen. Like, it's it's obvious, you know, we are going to get another Spider-Man movie. Um, and believe it or not, yeah, this would be the first uh, Spider-Man 4 we would ever get. Because, of course, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4, we're still... We, ha we haven't gotten one. There's rumors that we may be getting one. There might be something in the works, but nothing's ever been officially confirmed, so I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, Andrew Garfield didn't even make it to 3. Uh, he basically had to hijack uh, uh, Tom Holland's third movie just to get his, you know, uh, money in. Which I say, Andrew Garfield is still the best Spider-Man, and I and, and if any of them deserve another one, it's him. We we have to see Spider uh, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, you asked me that question. So if I have to go, uh, what do I want to see more? Uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man four, Toby Spider-Man four, or do I want to see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man three and four? I'd say Andrew Garfield's. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, really, it was a no-brainer that we are going to get a, another Spider-Man 4. And, I mean, like, I know Tom Holland and uh, has said, um, or not Tom Holland, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, I hope he's not playing Spider-Man when he's, like, 40, 30, because, you know, he's such an amazing actor, and I want to see him go off and do other amazing things, which he is right. You know, we don't want to see him just, like, you know, totally indebted to Spider-Man because, I mean... Sure, it's a it's a good payday and, and and stuff like that. But he wants to uh, he wants to encourage Tom Holland to you know spread his wings. You know what I mean? Like Robert Downey Jr. would know that because I mean, look at him in Oppenheimer, which you know I'm 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 still got my fingers crossed on that uh, Oscar nomination for him. Um, but yeah, that's the update on Spider Man Four. I know there's lots of people saying, are they doing another Spider Man movie? Like, what's the story on it? It's been like two almost two years since No Way Home. What's the scoop on it? Yes, we are getting it. Um, you know, I'm, you know, the writer's strike kind of put a halt on a lot of it, but we're going to get it. Cannot wait. And, uh, soon as I know more, you know, we'll definitely talk about it on the show. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting update. Uh, I see Tom Holland at least doing maybe like a, 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 another trilogy and then that would take him up to, you know, 30 years old. And I think that's it. We probably won't see any more, but you know, I could be wrong. Um, you know, let's just see it. Let's just get Spider-Man 4 made first and then we'll go from there. But uh, definitely, guys, be sure to let me know your thoughts on social media about Tom Holland's uh, comments, uh, how he, it, it has to be worthwhile to the character and this and that. What do you guys think? Definitely jump on uh, in the comments and, and on social media and let me know your thoughts on that. And so uh, moving on to our next topic, uh, I want to talk about 
the new trailer for uh, the TED TV series. For those for those of you guys who didn't know, yes, I actually forgot about this, to be honest with you. I knew, you know, um, I think like last year, because I know Seth MacFarlane had been posted about it on uh, on social media, that he was filming a TED TV series, a, a prequel series to, of course, we had the first one, which I which is one of the best comedies of all time, I think, in my opinion. It's one of the highest grossing movies, or highest grossing comedy movies of all time, if I'm not mistaken, or R-rated comedies anyway. And um, I love the movie. I love, absolutely love the first Ted. And uh, Ted 2, not as good as the first, but still very, very funny. Um, and so um, I, I was very much uh, looking forward. I was hoping we were going to get a third one. I was like, I think there is room for at least one more and then that's it. But uh, anyways, we're getting a prequel series, which I think is, you know, interesting route to go. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, as long as Seth MacFarlane's still playing Ted, then I, I suppose it's okay. Um then we get the trailer. So it's coming out on Peacock. When is it coming out again? Sorry. On January 11th. And I don't actually have Peacock, which I'm like, I I think I need this now. Um, so, um, yeah, on uh, eight episodes on January 11th next year on Peacock. Uh, super excited to see this. Oh, my God, the trailer. Um, now, I didn't really know what to think. When they announced that they were doing this, I was kind of like, okay, I would have preferred a Ted 3, but, you know, I guess uh, this is this is better. But, and so I, and I, I hopped on YouTube, and uh, I saw the trailer came out, I watched it, and oh my god, I laughed so hard. I couldn't believe how funny this trailer was. <laughs> it was so funny. I laughed, oh my god, I laughed out loud at... Um, so, of, of course, this follows, you know, Ted and John, like Mark Wahlberg's character, which, by the way, I must say, whoever they got to play Mark Wahlberg, like his character in like younger, like whoever casted him deserves like a medal because sounds just like him, looks just like him. If he were a kid, um, it was absolutely fantastic. So um, that was awesome. And um, so they're in uh, school, they're in uh, sex ed, and the teacher's like, today we're going to talk about masturbation, and Ted's like, if you're going to sign homework, Johnny already did it this morning. <laughs> He's just like, shut the fuck up. Man. Oh my god, I laughed so fucking hard at that. Oh my god, I was like, yeah, they still got it. You know, you worry, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, like, especially with comedies, where you're worried, like, oh my god, I hope, like, you know they don't keep milk in this because it's just going to turn out real shitty and this and that. But no, I'm actually super stoked to see how this turns out, especially after seeing the trailer. The trailer has me sold. Um, I know I noticed they have recast a few people like John's parents were played by different people. Um, uh, John obviously is played by someone else because, you know, younger. Um, and Ted, but as long as I said, as long as Seth MacFarlane's still voicing Ted, then I'm still on board 100%. If they had replaced him with someone, I'd be like, no, you just, you you can't do it. You can't play Ted. You can't direct or write Ted if Seth MacFarlane isn't involved with it. And um, it's entirely capturing the feel of the first two movies, like that humor and everything. And I just cannot wait to see this. TV show. Um, so here is the uh, synopsis. I ca- I kind of went through. Um, set in 1993, after the opening sequence in Ted, uh, 2012, the series depicts the early life of of a sentient teddy bear toy named Ted as he lives with John Bennett and his family in Massachusetts. In addition to John and Ted, the Bennett household includes John's father Maddie, his mother Susan, and his cousin Blair, who is living with them while attending a college nearby. Um, yeah, and this, oh my god, this trailer's so good. 
Like, oh my God, it is so funny. But it's funny because I kind of kept forgetting that this was happening until I just popped on YouTube and it said, oh, the the trailer came out. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I, I was just, I, w I was caught off guard by how funny it was. Um, yeah, I have complete confidence in this. I think this is going to be so, so funny. Uh, despite any uh, trepidations I may have had going into it, uh, I think it's going to be great. Now, um, what do I think? As far as I know, this is just a limited series. I that's as far as I know. I haven't heard anything because it says event series, so it's like, could this be just one thing, or is it like what is it? Like, so hopefully they do more. I mean, we'll see how it ends. I mean, maybe they 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 do set it up for a season two, but I mean. I think you could get more out of this. I think Ted works as a TV show too, to be honest with you. I really do think it does. Um, Cause I mean, honestly, I do prefer TV shows over movies, whereas because move um, uh, movies are just two hours and sometimes movies in a franchise can, you know, come out within like, you know, maybe like a year or two of each other, unless you're Marvel, <laughs> then it's like a new movie, like every friggin' month. And so, but in this case here, with TV shows, it's like you get like, you know, say eight, ten episodes. So that's eight hours of content in one year. You're like, that's enough to satisfy me for a year until the show returns. Um, so, yeah, I'm soaked. I, or soaked. I'm I'm soaked. I'm uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, that could have been taken out of context. I'm soaked for this. I'm so stoked to see Ted. Um, and uh, I highly encourage you guys. I'm pretty sure the first two are still on Netflix. Definitely watch them. They're two of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um Ted is considered one of the funniest, I think. Uh, Ted 2, still funny, not as good as the first one. Um, and also, I mean, like, look, Seth MacFarlane, I mean, like, he's he he is really good with live... Like, I know A Million Ways to Die in the West um, was, mm, you know, not, not the best movie. I still really enjoyed A Million Ways to Die in the West, to be honest with you. I know it gets hated a lot, but I'm like, I actually really, really like that movie. Um, do I think Seth MacFarlane was a fantastic choice for it? No, because I, 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 I think he has some work to do on himself as a, as a, as a film actor. If I'm being completely honest, um, it's almost like he, uh, when he's acting in on on screen, he looks like he's acting in a sketch show. That's what it feels like, or like a play. Uh, that's what it feels like whenever I see Seth MacFarlane on stage or on on screen. <laughs> on screen, he looks like he's on stage, but. Uh, as Ted, he's fantastic, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I mean, like you know, you guys know what he does. What he does with Family Guy, American Dad, and all that. So super excited to see this. But definitely, guys, be sure to let me know your thoughts on social media about Ted. Did you see the trailer? Do you like the uh, uh, the Ted movies? Are you excited to watch this? Are you? Are you not? Definitely, let me know what you think about that. And that will do it for the show today um guys definitely stay tuned next week we have our 100th episode um social media we're gonna announce some stuff about what we're doing and um you know yeah so oh uh, by the way i got my spotify wrapped the other day and just seeing you know the support i got for the podcast uh, this year for season two thank you guys so so much for everything um thank you to the guests for you know taking time out of your busy lives to come and uh, chat with me as i ramble and bore you to death and um and just everyone for listening and supporting and sharing the episodes and all that stuff. Uh, it really means the world. So thank you guys so much. Uh, looking forward to many more episodes. I've, I did also announce on social media that, yep, season three uh, is coming next year. Uh, what we're going to do is our, our season finale will be coming out on Christmas Eve. Uh, we'll take a break until uh, January, and we'll be back with uh, an all-new season then. So just take a break for the holidays because I need, you know, 
time with family and stuff. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Uh, take her easy. Thank you, Bernard Robichaud, for coming on. It was it was an honor to, to a chat with you, good sir. And, uh, yeah, and uh, with all that being out of the way, thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, this is Frankie signing off. Have a good one.